In today's gospel story, John the Baptist sees what nobody else sees. Everybody else sees a young Jewish rabbi walking toward John at the Jordan River. There's nothing extraordinary about that. But John has a deeper perception. John sees something more. John sees the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John sees his Messiah. John sees his Savior. In short, John the Baptist sees God. He sees God alive and present and at work in his cousin Jesus. Which brings us to blessed Pier Giorgio Fersati and a young man named Kevin Becker. Many of you know the story of blessed Pier Giorgio, who's become a great inspiration and role model to Catholic young people all over the world, especially within the last couple of decades. Recent popes have often mentioned him and quoted him in their World Youth Day homilies and talks, and in other addresses they've given where a lot of young people are present. Pier Giorgio was born in Turin, Italy in 1901, and he died just 24 years later of polio, a disease he probably contracted from the many sick people he visited and cared for during his relatively short life. Pier Giorgio came from a wealthy family. His father owned a newspaper, but he gave away most of what he had to the poor, even sometimes his bus money. He was also a very athletic young man, a mountain climber among other things, and of course he was deeply devoted to prayer and the sacraments and his Catholic faith. He was beatified by Pope John Paul II in 1990. Now on to Kevin Becker. Back in 2011, Kevin was a student at East Stroudsburg University of Pennsylvania. He didn't know anything about Blessed Pier Giorgio Fassati. He didn't even know Pier Giorgio's name. Then came the terrible day in 2011 when Kevin fell. He fell from the second floor of the house he was renting with two of his friends, two fellow college students. Kevin fractured his skull in five places. His brain was severely injured. The doctors did emergency surgery immediately. For nine days afterward, he was totally, completely unresponsive. The doctors thought he probably wouldn't live, and if he did somehow recover, they said in all likelihood he'd be severely handicapped for the rest of his life. Well, one of Kevin's cousins suggested that the family begin praying to Blessed Pier Giorgio, asking for his intercession, because as she put it, the cousin, he needs one more miracle to be canonized a saint. So the family did pray to Pier Giorgio, and Kevin's mother placed a picture of Pier Giorgio by her son's hospital bed. The next day, much to the surprise of everybody, Kevin opened his eyes for the first time since the accident. Shortly thereafter, he began to speak and to stand and to walk normally. When he left the hospital and began his physical rehab, he discovered he was miles ahead of the other people who were there with brain injuries, including those who had been in recovery for six months to a year. When he was given some cognitive tests to determine how much brain damage he had experienced, he passed with flying colors. In fact, the doctors told him it was like he had never been injured. On the day he came home from the hospital, he decided to take a walk with his mother. And during the course of that walk, he told her 
about an experience he had during the time he was unconscious, a strange dreamlike experience. Kevin said that during this quote-unquote dream, he woke up in the house that he rented with his friends, and he heard somebody moving downstairs. Kevin said it was unusual for one of the other guys to be downstairs first in the morning because he was normally the first one to get up. So he went down the stairs to investigate. And sitting in the living room, he found a young man, a young man he didn't know. He said, who are you? The man said, I'm Giorgio, your new roommate. Kevin said, that can't be. I already have two roommates, Nick and Joe. The stranger said, you don't have to worry about them for now. Kevin then said he spent the quote-unquote day, or what seemed like a day, with Giorgio, who he said did everything possible to keep him in the house. And that was difficult for Kevin, because he's an athletic guy, an ardent soccer player, who hates to stay indoors. And Kevin said that every time he tried to leave the house, Giorgio would say to him, you're not ready to go out there yet. Kevin's mother then said to her son, do you think you'd recognize this person if you saw a picture of him? Kevin said, yes. She then showed him the picture of Pier Giorgio that had been at his bedside in the hospital. He hadn't seen it. And Kevin said, yes, that's him. That's the guy in my dream. That's the guy who kept telling me not to leave the house. I've read, the medical, I've read that the medical records of Kevin Becker's case have been sent to Rome, to the Congregation for the Causes of the Saints. Perhaps his total and complete healing, and it has been a total and complete healing. Perhaps that will be the miracle that results in Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati finally becoming Saint Pier Giorgio Frassati. I certainly hope it is. In today's Gospel story, John the Baptist sees what no one else sees. He sees God alive and present and at work in his cousin Jesus. In the story I just told in this homily about Kevin Becker, I ask you this morning, what do you see? A mysterious case of spontaneous healing? Some might say that's what they see in this story. An unexplained phenomenon that has some kind of natural explanation that we don't understand yet, but someday will. Is that what you see? Do you just see a young man who got lucky one day? Or do you see a God who is alive and present and at work in his world? In this story, what do you see? not sure how you would answer that question, my brothers and sisters, but I can tell you with almost absolute certitude how John the Baptist would answer it.